Welcome to episode 185 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. My name is Patrick Rahal, but you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. And as always, we are brought to you by the Dorkening Network, sponsored by Deadly Grounds Coffee. And we are coming to you from the Pat Cave, deep within Magenta Manor. And also, as always, I know I didn't say anything about No bowels? bowels. You're not talking about your bowels this episode? No bowels yet. No no bowel movements this episode. uh, her voice is mostly back, but this isn't going to be a very long episode mostly. because we want to make sure that she keeps her voice. She is my co-host on the show and my co-host in life. She is the mistress of Merlot, the real housewife of Transylvania, the queen of the monsters, the Michael Phelps of wine, and an honorary Lizzie. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ashes Von Nightmare. My voice is back, you guys. Sort of, kind of. A yeah, little been, bit. She's been battling I've, the flu or flu-like symptoms for the past week or so. Flu, flu-like symptoms. It was fun. It'll be being sick sucks, but being the kind of sick where you're still cognizant, like aware, and and, and yeah, and able to just kind of be a slug on the couch and catch up on Netflix shows and films from the past year that you haven't had a chance to watch. And I watched a lot of stuff over the past couple of days. I was really sick. Not as many movies as I have. No, not as many movies as you have, but I've actually watched entire seasons and full, not like full series, but you know, I I got into a couple of, of different uh, TV shows there are there that are, are a couple of seasons long, so we'll talk about that in a in a little bit. But I have, I have not watched any movies today, and I didn't watch any movies yesterday. I am still at eighteen for the year. Wow! And it's only the it's, seventh as of today. It's the seventh. I didn't watch anything on the sixth, anything on the seventh. Uh, but you know, yeah, eight, 18, 18 wow. on the year, and I've got a few more that I've I'd like to watch this week because I didn't hit my goal last year. I know I mentioned that, so. Uh, I want to make sure I'm I'm getting off to a good jump this year. If I can watch like two or three hundred in uh, January, I can kind of take it easy for the rest of the rest of the year. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if we're going to go that far. But winter's uh, a really good time to kind of camp out. Winter is coming. Yeah, it's a really good time to kind of camp out in your living room and watch stuff because you know if you're like me, you don't really like the cold, and you really hate the snow. I know you're like a you're like a polar bear. Mm-hmm. You prefer the cold. I'm very white, <laughs> and I'm often seen rooting around in garbage looking for snacks. Uh, from documentary crews. Oh, th- okay. Yeah. Say that sounds more like a raccoon than a polar bear. Well, it's but they keep getting driven out of their environment because of global warming. Wow, this just took a sad turn. All right, so yeah, what are we talking about? You have a getting into character thing. Let's talk about getting into character. So our getting into character portion for today's episode, we're just going to be talking about some of the things from 2019 that we liked, that we loved. I know last episode we talked about our favorite characters, but we're going to talk about other things, favorite movies that we saw, TV shows, concerts we went to albums we listened to a lot of stuff came out last year i also want to point out that i will not be discussing the stuff i discussed on shark bites this week which were the 10 movies that i think kind of flew under the radar that i think people should check out with only one honorable mention only one honorable mention but it seems like 
uh, because this is Tuesday that we're recording this, and Shark Bites came out earlier today, and our good buddy, powerful Brandon, was homesick today, and it seems to me that he took part of my list. I also think it has something to do with the fact that Witter Entertainment has just put this movie out on uh, 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 VHS, and they're also selling the Blu-ray uh, as well. Um, powerful Brandon was watching Survival of the Film Freaks homesick today, speaking of being sick. So and that was my honorable mention because this was there was no order for this because I didn't I didn't want to rank one film higher than another because they were all very awesome and they all flew under the radar but um I want to uh definitely make sure you folks check that out cuz there's a lot of good movies on there and stuff that I didn't talk about in my list uh in the last episode so Check that out and see if there's some stuff on there. There was some overlap, of course, but I can I can think of one maybe in particular. Which one do you think? Potential overlapage that oh, there's a there's several involves overlaps. some aquatic animals. Oh, there's several overlaps in there. Uh but yeah, so you know there are some great things that came out last year. That's so crazy to think about. Last year, 2019. Uh, that, you know, had great characters, maybe didn't make our lists, but still worthy of, of talking about. So, Patsy, what are some of your favorite films that came out last year? Well, one of the things that I really, really enjoyed last year, and you did as well, and I'm not the only one, uh, and this character, uh, one of the characters actually made uh, my top ten and your top ten, uh, but... Uh, Knives Out, there's actually, my favorite character from that was Daniel Craig's Benoit Blanc, and they're talking about a sequel film or a spin-off film with him centering around Benoit Blanc. Oh, that would be so great. If, uh, if Ryan Johnson can capture the magic of that film again and give us some more Benoit Blanc, uh, I, I'll, I'll take it. I'll I know we it. mentioned last episode that there's just something so magical when you have an all-star cast like that. It's difficult picking out a favorite because everyone brings something to the table. Everyone does does such a great job. You know, you have Jamie Lee Curtis who is amazing in everything She's that a she does. Goddamn treasure. Like I even if it's a shitty film, you know, she still has a way of of shining and and making it not so bad. Uh, oh, yeah. Tony Collette. I fucking love Tony Collette. I think she has been an underrated actress for so long. And she's finally getting the roles that she deserves. And she can act her way out of a paper bag. I, I absolutely love her. And obviously, it, it's nice to see Chris Evans do something aside from superhero films. Or, uh, you know, what other... that. What is it, uh, Scott Pilgrim or that Not Another Teen movie or whatever the fuck he was in? Uh, he was in both. Okay. I know he was in Scott Pilgrim. I guess yeah, I he did didn't remember some... which parodic. He... No, he was, he was one of the boyfriends, the evil ex-boyfriends in Scott Pilgrim. Just evil and exes. Yes, 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 that's right. The evil exes. He was one of the evil exes. And he was in Not Another Teen movie. A lot of you may be aware of the whipped cream scene that, and I, those I those pictures. Yeah, that's a movie or not another teen movie or whatever the. Yeah, it was a, a par- kind of like a scary movie, yeah, a parody a, of of all film. of those. Yes. Like you know, she's all that, and yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. ten things I hate about you, and all those other films that came out around that time. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, it's such a great cat, and and Knives Out is definitely on my list too as as one of my favorite films of last year. So yeah, um, this, great storytelling too. It really was. Um, so my my list of you know it's not in any particular order, and it's not really like I didn't go through and list certain things. I just I'm going to talk about stuff that I had like a visceral reaction to that I was really excited for because. Uh, 2019 marked the end of an era in several different film franchises. The first one that we saw during the year, because it chronologically it was the first, was Glass, which uh, we covered on the show extensively last year. We talked about uh, there was the uh, oh shit I forget the name like the Railway 177 or the the M Night Shyamalan movies that you know it was Unbreakable. And then split, and you had no idea that those were com- connected. Spoiler alert! And then the culmination of uh, Glass in the third one, which was uh, really good up until the sort of disappointing ending. I did not like the way it ended, but that's me. Uh, also, we had the the final installments of uh, the Infinity Saga, which I was I was kind of hoping. That would just end with uh, Endgame, but then they had uh, Far From Home come out after that. But I get it. Like, you know, it's the first thing that happens after Endgame, but it also kind of shows you what the world is like without Tony Stank. Um, Another series that came to an end last year was the How to Train Your Dragon series. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. I I have a bunch of stuff. Uh, I just wrote down movies that I watched last year. That movie was so... I mean, talk about a great franchise, a great trilogy of films, fun for the whole family. And Toothless is so cute. And it's so... uh, The way they ended that series is so heartbreaking, but so sweet at the same time. And, you know, I... I don't know if I would have wanted it to end differently, though, to be honest yeah, with I th- you. I, I think, think they did a really good job. Even though it was spoiled by the toys, uh, which is what tends to happen. The uh, the Funkos came out with the, the, light the, little, the, little, the little babies. babies. Yeah, the Funkos were the little babies. The baby dragons. That's what came out, and that's what kind of ruined the everything. The little babies. Uh, another uh, series that kind of came to an end last year, uh, Three from Hell, the uh, Rob Zombie, the Firefly trilogy. Yeah, that we didn't realize was going to be a trilogy until it was. Yeah, which kind of threw me off, but you know that's okay. But that was uh, that I, that I thought was uh, an interesting way to kind of wrap that up. So that's you know another wasn't my favorite though. No, uh, I still I, I of a thousand corpses feel oh absolutely. I mean, a lot of people say that. Devil's Rejects is their favorite, and I get it. Uh, it's a great film, but I just think House of a Thousand Corpses is so fun and colorful and gruesome, and I think that he did a really great job directing it. Um, another one, It Chapter 2, kind of wrapping up that, I don't want to say saga because it's only two movies, but wrapping up that story uh, brought us one of our favorite characters of the year, adult Richie Tozier, played by Bill Hader. Uh, just a great, great character all around. And, um... Beep, beep, Richie. It also, 2019, gave us... Kind of, I don't want to say the birth, but the third movie in a, in a... in a series that could go 
you know, a number of different ways, and we're going to see another one. Uh, we're going to be talking about this series coming up because it's one of my most anticipated movies of this year. Oh, I know what it is! Uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah! Was I was going to say that! Which was so great. I enjoyed it. I love the fact that there were so many different monsters, so many new monsters. So, uh, All the kaiju! The few uh, returning characters that we knew of, you know, obviously Mothra, Ghidorah, Rodan, Godzilla, um, really, and setting up Godzilla vs. Kong, which comes out later this year, and actually today had some pretty major leaks that we might talk about, but with a significant spoiler warning. So, um, yeah, I don't think we need to talk about that. All right. No, I think we can we can leave that alone. Cause a lot of it's speculation. No, no, apparently from what I hear, these oh, are oh, going to be... It is. It was ruined by toys. Yet again. Ah, uh, curse you and toys! We're going to get confirmation of it uh, relatively soon. But I Fucking will, toys, man. I won't say anything. Fucking toys. I won't say anything about it. Uh, uh, but that film did do it. I mean, the human aspect of it was all right. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was a little mad. I, I know Charles Dance. Well, I mean, everything Charles Dance does is just amazing. He's one of those actors that just brings everything to any role that he portrays. But I just felt that the I don't know. I know some people really didn't like the human aspect, and that's fine. I get it. I didn't. I didn't hate it, but I also didn't love it. But the kaiju! Oh my goodness! After watching all of these films, you know, Godzilla versus everyone. You know, over the years from 1950 on, um, I think 54. this. Well, I must say the 1950s and on, but yeah, 1954. If you want to be exact, I think this is the best we've seen some of these kaiju looking. I mentioned last week Mothra. This is my favorite version of Mothra, like oh, yeah. ever, because she was just amazing. Finally, using and the technology to. Really ethereal and yes yes it was just so cool and the it was a lot of cgi but it wasn't crappy cgi and it wasn't too much cgi if that makes any sense i mean i know it was all cgi but you know when scenes just kind of get too muddled like they try to do too much with the cgi and like you don't know where to look like you're just a it, marvel it, battle scene with expendable cgi armies kind of yeah yeah where you're just like it's just kind of like a cgi add overload it's just way too much i feel like they they got it right in this film so um i'm just gonna do two more things before i wrap up my side and and uh pass it over to you but uh wasn't so much a movie but a couple of events that we had last year uh the shanashe film festival we attended for the first time and saw so many good short films. Oh, my God. So many. And uh, the Dead of Autumn Horror Festival, where we saw more amazing short films. Like, we know some talented people. We met a lot of people, and I've tried to do my best to you know, help share uh, these, these folks, uh, their work with everyone as much as I can. But I definitely see... Uh, Shauna Shea being in our future this year, and I would like to go all uh, uh, the the whole weekend, like every day, and get as much of this as as we can because I really enjoyed it. Getting to see uh, some new filmmakers, getting to meet some new people, seeing you know 
uh, friends that we already have made that were there supporting, uh, you know, their fellow filmmakers. Like, it's really awesome. I and love the indie film community. Getting inspired. Yes. I, I've been trying to write a screenplay. I actually have meetings with two filmmakers this week to kind of talk about how to do a screenplay, what it entail, what filmmaking entails. And I have uh, other meetings that will be set up down the road, but there's a lot of folks who are willing to share their knowledge and their uh, experience with me, which I think is amazing because uh, I don't know if you saw the interview that uh, Leo and I did for the Dorkening podcast with uh, Harley Wallen, but you know, Somebody talked to him, you know, and, and he was talking to another filmmaker about, he's like, oh, you're my competition. He goes, you're not my competition. It's like, you work with some of the same actors I worked with. Like, we're on the same team. And, like, and that's what it is. Like, so many times, like, we'll see a short film and it's like, oh, my God, I recognize that name. Like, you know, somebody who directed something was the, the, the boom operator for somebody else because... A rising tide lifts all boats. Everyone is trying to help everyone else. Like that's why you'll see me, you know, contributing to Kickstarters or sharing Kickstarters or, or buying somebody's comic or you know buying somebody's artwork because that's what independent artists do. Like if you can support one another in any way, and I talked about this at length on Shark Bites, you know, I don't so I don't want to ramble on too much about it, but you know, support folks, they'll support you back. You know. And any support helps, like, you know, share it, like, hey, I just launched a book, or I hey, my Kickstarter for my movie's coming up. Share it on Facebook, share it on social media. Contribute if you can, but share it if you can't, because maybe, you know, someone is able to contribute, you know, a hundred bucks instead of, you know, uh, you know, them not being able to see it at all. Right, and it's, ultimately, it's all about promoting art, and people's visions and getting more art out there, you know, regardless of the media, getting more art out there in the world. And, you know, there's a lot of really crappy stuff going on in the world right now. I think art, you know, whether it be actual uh, art pieces, comic books, you know, regular books, short films, long films, what have you, you know, whatever you're doing, whatever you're creating is making this world a better place. It's making this world a more beautiful place to live in during this time. So support one another, kids. It's a cool thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're one of those folks who is, you know, maybe you're not into the indie movie scene, maybe you're not, you know, like, you know, totally familiar with it. If you are a person who likes new, fresh, and original ideas in your cinema in your film, in your movie-going experience, independent films are a great place to find all of those things. You'll find folks who are, you know, maybe just starting out, but one of the, you know, one of the things that we saw, you know, um, Firstborn by Erica Stockwell, the, her first film she ever made, was one of the best things that we saw all year. You know, and it was right True up there story. with all these veteran filmmakers like Izzy Lee or Manny Serrano. Um, it's really good. And people have this stigma about independent films and they think, oh, well, it's independent. So they have these no name actors or if you do get it's a good- independent. So it's just not good. People automatically some uh, 
they will sometimes associate like, oh, it's independent. It must be a B movie. It must be like sci-fi. It must be like Sharknado. So it's going to be terrible. And it's not true at all. Paul Salamoff, perfect example. His first movie he ever made was Encounter. And he's got Luke Hemsworth, Tom Adkins. He's got some amazing performances by all these folks that are in his movie. And a lot of people attribute the word indie independent with low budget which it is typically but they attribute low budget to poor quality and that's not it at all you will find some of the most original like ideas in independent films and just because they don't have a studio or crazy producers or all of this financial backing doesn't mean that it's any less worthy of your time exactly so I've gone on long enough. Ash is yes, I know you, you have. have stuff. I have stuff. I tried to make sure there were a couple of things that I know you were going to want to talk about that I didn't want to mention. So I want to make sure that I left some stuff for you because oh, I went well, first. Thank you. I didn't want to just cover everything. So go ahead. Thanks. Um, so a couple of films that I loved last year. One being Knives Out. We already talked about that. Two, being ready or not, I fucking love that film. It was so good. I just rewatched it recently, and it still holds up upon multiple viewings. It's still, you know, that that one scene where she's climbing out of the predicament, like legit climbing out of the predicament that she's in. There's a very suspenseful moment where something happens. I don't want to give it away in case you haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, oh my God, please watch it. It's amazing. But, like, I still cringe at the same parts that I cringed at while watching it in the theater. I still laugh at parts. You know, I still love some of these characters. And some of these characters get better upon rewatch. You know, the crazy coked out sister. Like, she's just, she's still hilarious. And when she performs the antics that she does, like, it it, it doesn't, you know, it, it does not lessen. She's still fucking psychotic and crazy. And I love her. Uh, another film that I absolutely loved, it was one of my most anticipated films of last year, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That film was everything that I wanted to be. You know, Quentin Tarantino is probably one of my favorite directors, which I th- feel like sounds cliche because like pretty much everyone loves Tarantino these days, but um, these characters were amazing and the portrayals were brilliant and I mean, obviously, we see uh, we saw Brad Pitt win the Golden Globe for his portrayal of Cliff Booth, and Quentin won, for- and Quentin won for you know best the screenplay, uh, which he deserved because you know it was everything that I wanted it to be. I wanted it to kind of have an inglorious bastards like flair to it, and it did. And if you're like me, you kind of have a thing for. I was like, I don't have a thing for serial killers. I just like learning about them and studying the psychology behind them and stuff. I just find them fascinating. So the fact that the Manson murders, the Manson family was kind of not at the center of it, but it was definitely a an important side story that was happening, uh, you know, along with this you know, the the main part of the story. I just fucking loved it. And I love Margot Robbie. And I think she did such an amazing job as Sharon Tate. Like she really did. She looked like her. She acted like her. I love Valley of the Dolls. It's probably, you know, up there with 
of my favorite films, especially classic films. I love those, but I loved it. Another film that I loved, and I know Patsy is going to have differing opinions, is Midsummer. Unfortunately, I did not have the opportunity to go out and see the like extended director's cut when it was in that limited release for, I think, what, a weekend? Yeah, something like that. But I really like the way that some horror is moving towards this I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. Like, smarter horror? More cinematic, more cerebral. It's something that kind of, you know, it's not just, uh, you don't have to think about this. It's a slasher villain just, you know, chopping people up, which is great. I love that. I love Friday the 13th. I love Halloween. I love all of those films. But there's something about a psychological element to some of these new horror films that I just absolutely love. It, it, it makes you think and you think about it after you leave the fil- the, the theater and you think about it on your way home and you think about it while you're at home and you're thinking about it days later, you know, just trying to, it was a lot to digest. It was a lot to unpack. And the more I thought about the film, the more conversations I had about the film, the more I liked it. I realized, holy shit, this this is brilliant. This is a very brilliant approach to modern horror. To be fair, um, I thought it was a good film. I just it, you don't I need to defend like yourself. It. No, no, I'm it's just, okay. I, I just want I don't want people to think I didn't like it. Like there was a lot that I liked. It just it didn't really do anything for me the way a lot of people were like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. But like for me, it just it didn't resonate with me and you know as far as i'm concerned that's fine because i watch a lot of stuff that doesn't resonate with other people but i thought it was well done and i'm consistently uh praising ari aster with his uh you know cinematography and the landscapes are just absolutely stunning like it's right up there with alberto Cuaron with some of the stuff he does in like the revenant you know and i think i mentioned that in this week's shark bites you know even though i wasn't you know, in love with the film the way a lot of folks were. I I thought it was good. I just, you know, it wasn't my favorite. So, uh, yeah, back back to you. I've taken up enough time. <laughs> so I also got into a couple of different series last year as well. One being The Crown. I recently watched the f- first three seasons, the only three seasons that are out right now, of The Crown on Netflix I fucking love it. Like nothing happens, but everything happens. And it's so scandalous. And like you kind of know what's going on because it's 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 history. So if you've done anything with British history, you kind of know, you know, what's going to happen, what it's leading up to and, and whatnot. But uh, John Lithgow as Winston Churchill was just absolutely brilliant. And there are so many characters from other things that we've seen, like Charles Dance is in it. Uh, um, I forget his real name, but it's, um, oh God, Tully, Tully, what am I, Edmure, Edmure Tully is in the third season. So if you're a Game of Thrones person, like, there's a lot of Game of Thrones people in here, like the dude who played Kyburn. He's in it as I forget the prime minister he plays. But you totally didn't recognize. But no, because, well, they didn't. I mean, obviously, I recognize Charles Dance because he just he still looks like Charles Dance and he just has mannerisms. You're like, hey, 
that's Charles Dance. But uh, I didn't recognize the actor who plays Kyburn because he looked he just looked completely he had, he had facial hair. hair and a mustache yeah he just looked completely different and he was portraying i forget the name of the prime minister he was but he was one of the prime ministers after churchill how far after i don't Tony remember Blair? margaret thatcher no no but that's you're going too far like that's we're going to talk about that l- later uh but anyways like and and edmure tully's fucking prince philip like the second for so what they did was they had actors play the characters for to, to, to cover a specific period of time and then instead of trying to do makeup and age the actors and whatnot they just recast these actors and they did a brilliant job and i think it's actually a really good idea when you're trying to cover so much like time in a season and whatnot uh but anyways, yeah, so Edmure Tully is currently playing Prince Philip, but I, I, I was just one of those, like, I know this guy. I know this guy. And of course, I could have, like, looked him up on IMDb, but I didn't. And then I'm watching it one day, and Patsy walks in the room, and he's like, that's fucking Edmure, uh, Edmure Tully. And I was like, what? No. He was like, yeah. I was like, well, he's doing a better job this time around. So well, He didn't get captured on his wedding night. No, no, he didn't. Uh, another series that I recently got into and I'm absolutely obsessed with is Killing Eve. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But oh my goodness, if you are not watching Killing Eve, you should be. Uh, Sandra Oh is brilliant. Jodie Comer is probably one of the best villains on TV right now. It's It's so crazy brilliantly written by the super talented phoebe waller bridge who wrote and starred in fleabag who just won some golden globes as well uh absolutely loved it so were you gonna say something i uh no no you can you can go ahead i this this is for right before we go to break um so anyways, kind of switching gears a little bit, I want to talk about music, because we went to a couple of really good shows last year. A really good albums dropped last year. Yeah. So do you want to talk about... Uh, Motionless in White Disguise. Yes. Which I have been obsessed with nonstop for the last couple of weeks, because it's so fucking good. And finally, like, I have it on Amazon Music, but it's like, I don't have, like, Bluetooth, and the aux cord doesn't work with my phone in the car, so it's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm ordering the CD. Like, I already have it through, because uh, I, I got the Echo Dot for 99 cents by signing up for Amazon Music, and now it's, I like it. Uh, Amazon, please sponsor us and give us money. Um, because I can just say, you know, whatever your name is, Alex, play this song, and it plays it. But... At the same time, like, I just, I have to have the CD in my car because I go through these phases like I did with, uh, and if you've listened to our show in the past 12 months, you've heard this reference probably 900 times. And if you listen to Shark Bites, you hear it referenced every single week. I love Ice Nine Kills. That album dropped last year. And no, the year before. It dropped the year before. It dropped uh, 2018. 2018. But it was in my car for 
about a year. ten months straight at yeah, least. Yeah, pretty much a year. And like you just listened to it on a loop over and over and over and over because I liked it so much. And Motionless and White is in that same vein where they're like this horror band. Like everything that they do, there's a lot of references to, uh, especially in their first album, Creatures. And in uh, their their next album after that, and the next album after that, and the next album after that, there's a lot of references to horror movies, like Billy and C4, or 4C Never Saw It Coming. That's the kid, the blind kid from Dumb and Dumber. Um, there's that's that's not a horror film though. I know, but I'm just saying, like that's that's one of the references. You know, I mean, Jim Carrey in, is pretty horrific. There's a line in their song uh, "London in Terror." Which is the headline on, uh, if you watch the first Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movie, that's the headline that says London in Terror. And the guy says, when the dead walk, the living will fill these coffins. And they use that as a line in one of their songs. So like they're very uh, uh, influenced by pop culture. And we saw that with uh, Ice Nine Kills. This album happened to be a lot of uh, horror stuff, you know, The Shining and Jaws and, you know, stuff like that. But their previous album, Every Trick in the Book, was all books. You know, Carrie, The Exorcist, The Diary of Anne Frank. Like, they they get musical influences from all over the place, and it's awesome. But Motionless... Uh, we saw them with Ice Nine Kills. No, we didn't. We, oh, no. That was the show we couldn't make. But we did see Motionless a couple of times last year. We yes. saw Ice Nine Kills a couple of times last year. Yes. Uh, and both of those bands, when they headline, put on amazing sets. Not that they don't put on amazing sets when they're like an opener. It's just that they have more they're time. They're very and they more visual. Yes. Like they, they use a lot of props. I look at it... Uh, and they utilize the stage very well. We we went to a show, and the, the last... The, the most recent uh, show where we saw Motionless and White, they weren't the headliner, but the headline band only played about six or seven songs in a 90-minute time span because there were a lot of scene changes and wardrobe changes. Then we saw Ice Nine Kills at the same venue... And they were the closing band. They were the headliner. And in the same amount of time, they played like 15 songs with all like, the, the crazy stage theatrics and so many different costume changes for the lead singer. It was amazing. I was like, see, this is how this should have been done by this other band, and I don't want to say who they are. I do enjoy their music, but I was not a, a fan of this particular experience. But it's like, oh, man, this was this was amazing. Ice Nine Kills was awesome. And if you are a fan of Ice Nine Kills and you go to Rock and Shock, there is a booth where you can see the lead singer because he also has a clothing brand, Cleaver Clothing, out of Salem. So stop by, say hi, buy some stuff from him. They're not sponsoring us, but I want them to be our friend. Because <laughs> they are. Long story good. short, that was the whole reason for that whole diatribe. Patsy no, wants I'm Spencer Charnis to no, be his when friend. I'm a, when I'm a fan of somebody, <laughs> I, I try to promote them as much as possible. There's and a fine out, line between fan and fanatic. 
yeah, and that is if you are a fan. And, and then there's the them, Philly finale. And you take fanatic, them and you right, store the them. Yes, and you hide them in your attic. That's where it comes from. Like you're a fan of someone and you hide them in your attic so f- no one can find them. A fan attic? fan attic, yes. Uh-huh. But uh, do yourself a favor and check out some of their music videos because they're theatrical and they go through a whole thing. And like, there's a story that gets told with all the different videos. So do that. Okay. Well, I only have a couple of things that I want to talk about. Um, she's probably one of the biggest pop stars on the planet right now. I'm talking about Billy. Yes, Jesus. Jesus released a new album this year. It's called uh, Nailed It. And it's uh He he covers new kids on the block hanging tough. Yeah. <laughs> Any I have I've got nothing for that. It'd be I, awesome if I get hit by lightning right now. Yes, it would. Uh Billie Eilish, I actually love her. I think her voice is very unique and soothing at times. And her album When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? was released last year. And I actually got it on vinyl. And I love it. I think she's super talented, her and her brother. She, I love the fact that she's, she's 17. Like, I think she just recently turned 18. But most of these songs are stuff that she wrote when she was like 15, 16 years old. Like, I was not that deep when I was that young, you know? Like, uh, she's just so talented. But, like, when, you know, in, in interviews and you know, seeing her on stage and stuff. She's just, she has fun. She's just a typical 17 year old kid. And I love seeing that because a lot of, uh, a lot of child musicians and actors and, you know, people who, who reach fame at a young age, they tend to kind of have a lot forced on them and they tend to act more mature than their age. Uh, and, and I love the fact that she's just like completely in love with life right now and being a typical 17 year old kid. I also really, really, really love Lizzo and her album. Cause I love you came out last year and it is such a bop. Like I fucking love it so much. I think she's amazing. I think she's super talented. She plays the fucking flute. Its name is Sasha flute because her, her, of course her flute would have a name. Uh, but anyways, that's, that's it. That's, that's all I have to say about that. All right. So this, uh, this opening section went a little longer than we, because you wouldn't fucking shut up. I had more to say, but you've just completely take, um, I also want to talk about a couple of things that we did last year, like won a goddamn fucking award. Oh, we did. Yes. Yes, we did. We did shit. Our podcast won an award. At ScareCon, we won a scary, that's what we're calling them, the Scary Awards. At ScareCon, it was crazy. First of all, it was our first convention where we were prominently featured. We had a booth, and that was just awesome and scary and a very interesting experience at the same time. So much fun. Uh, A lot of fun. A fucking blast. I can't wait to do it again. But, you know, we submitted our podcast for consideration for the awards and then we found out we were nominated for not only one but three two two two. we were nominated for two two we nominated yes two best interview 
and Best Overall. Best Overall. Which floored us. Because we were, so each category was, there were hundreds of podcasts up for consideration for, for these awards, different categories and whatnot. And the fact that we managed to get nominated for two categories, one being Best Interview and Best Overall, like they shaved it down to five, I believe five nominees five per category. For each category. Like, that's crazy. Like, that's so cool. And, you know, I don't usually think about it, but sometimes when I sit down and actually, like, think about it, like, that's so cool. And we were nominated with some really amazing and interesting and talented podcasts. So although we didn't win best overall, like, I was still completely blown away that we were even in consideration with some of these podcasts because like i said these people are amazing but we won for best interview we won for the megalodon episode that we did episode 101 danger is rising i knew that off the top of my head i didn't of course you did um so and that's probably the one of the coolest things that happened to us last year you know, and because of that, we were able to join up with the Dorkening Network, and we're doing some crazy, amazing things with the network, and we're in the process of improving and working on the show and coming up with more ideas for more content. Patsy now has Shark Bites. I have a project that I'm currently working on that'll come out uh this year it'll definitely come out this year hopefully sooner rather than later i'm just kind of trying to work through some stuff right now but you know like life is a thing that happens and but anyways so thank you to all of you guys who tune in every week to you know listen to us banter and talk about stuff and you know we'll get back into talking about the actual characters and what we do next week but you know this week we're going to just kind of be breaking down some of the characters that we are excited to see coming up in 2020 but thank you guys so much like seriously thank you i don't think we thank you guys enough you know it's just this is fun i love doing it you know, it's a lot of it's it is a lot of work, and especially since we've started, you know, producing our own show and trying to come up with our own things and put our own flair and spin on it and uh, pieces of flair on it. You know, it's uh, Ric Flair on it. You know, Charlotte Flair. Woo. Woo. I would woo, but I'd probably blow my voice out yeah, at this point. Um. So thank you. Thank you to all of you who listen, all of our friends and family and amazing fucking awesome people out there. We love you guys so much. You know, it just it just makes what we do every week worth it. We love the feedback that you guys give, you know, definitely hit us up on social media. We're always available. You know, um, yeah. So I think uh, right now, oh, we also did like a bunch of other conventions last year that were really fucking cool. You know, along Terrific with the Dorkening um, Network. Rock and Shock. Uh, yeah, uh, Super Mega Fest. And we have some a lot of a lot of stuff that's in the work. We can't say too, too much. What are you looking at? The stuff that's on the floor over there. No, like right there. That's yours. 
What the fuck? Sorry, I just happened to see it out of the corner of my eye. Oh, hey, ADD. Thanks. Sorry. Thanks a lot. Thanks for derailing the podcast for a moment to tell me my laundry is sitting right over there. <laughs> thanks. Thank you for that. Hey, your your trousers are right there. Cool. Thanks. Um, anyways, now is going to be a great time to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the characters coming up in different films and television series this next year that we are excited to talk about and uh, see in action and maybe be a future episode. So stay tuned. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Holy sidetracking, guys! The train just came off the tracks! Derailers! Be sure to follow The Derailers on Twitter, at The Derailers! And make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and also on YouTube, so you can catch the episode next week, folks! Same derailment time, same derailment channel! We are back. Bonus points if you knew what that uh, theme was, uh, because it's going to lead right into what we're talking about for this uh, this particular episode. Uh, if you if you don't know what it is, you'll know by the end of uh, of this conversation. But um, yeah, so Ashes, you have a list. I have a list. But uh, I did a lot of talking in the last segment, so I want yes, you to go you first. Did. I'm not going to talk so much about what's coming up because I have a lot on my list. But I want you to I want you to talk first. So please do. I will. So first on my list is a story that we've heard before. 
uh, both in storybook form and on film, but I'm really interested to see how the characters are in this translation, this version. Gretel and Hansel. Yes. It looks very horror-inspired, which, I mean, if you think about it, it's a grim fairy tale, so it's very dark, but I feel like this really captures how dark the fairy tale is. And if you see the trailer, it very much has, like... I think Ari Aster did it first. I may be wrong on this, but like in the trailer for Midsummer, like that weird stringed instrument that's kind of like, blink, wow, you know, like that weird, like creating kind of like this almost creating like panic. tension, yeah, with like the uh, like the plucking and then like the long drawn out string. They do that in this trailer as well, like, and I've seen it done several times. You know how, like, when Inception came out, suddenly every fucking tr- movie trailer for a big action movie had the BOOM! Every single movie had that? Now it seems like that weird string thing is. It's a, is the new hip thing to vogue. do. It's in vogue. Another film that I'm actually really looking forward to is Birds of Prey. Or, oh, oh, excuse me, and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Now, Suicide Squad wasn't that great. However, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, I thought she stole the show. She was good as was Will Smith. I thought that her version was a very solid interpretation of Harley Quinn. And I'm really interested in learning more, you know, where they're going to take this character, which she does. Obviously, the whole premise is she breaks up with the Joker and is, is just trying to figure out, you know, what goes on next. Obviously, there, there are villains and other things involved. Like, that's not the whole story. What are you going to say? Uh, the villain that's in this is He's- Ewan McGregor as Roman Sionis, also known as Black Mask. And I'm really excited. But the thing that I'm excited most for this movie, we have two people that we know that are in this. Our good buddy that we've talked about a thousand times on the show, Dominic Pace, and his co-star from Megalodon, Ego Makitas, are both in this movie. I believe they play henchmen. Different sides, though. So that's pretty cool. They're also introducing two new characters in the DC universe. It's Black Canary and Huntress. One of which I, I believe Huntress is Mary Elizabeth Winstead. That seems about right. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm really just interested in in DC kind of giving me more, and hopefully it doesn't suck. I'm interested to see how those characters differ from their. Uh uh, small screen adaptations from the Arrowverse because they were both. I, I believe they were both in Arrow. I may be. I think you. I think you're correct. And they did the whole um, that crossover on Infinite Earth event. Yeah, yeah. But so I think I, they were both. Bo- both of those characters were in. Uh, in in the Arrowverse, I believe. I may be wrong. I I only got a few seasons into Arrow and a couple seasons into Flash, and I never really. Uh, expanded on that so i might be wrong another one i'm looking forward to is a quiet place part two do i think this film needs a sequel absolutely not however will i go out and support this film absolutely yes i'm eager to see i'm not eager but i'm interested to see what they do with the story obviously they're adding new characters to it we still have uh the surviving characters from the last film and I just, 
I'm all about supporting people with disabilities, portraying characters with disabilities. Mm-hmm. They, you know, have a, a deaf actress in the daughter role and they actually all learned sign language, not only for the film, but they all learned how to sign just to be able to communicate with her better on set and to make her feel more welcome. And I just, I love that. So I feel like, you know, support what you want to see. I want to see more representation. So I'm going to go out there and I'm going to give A Quiet Place to my dollars. Yeah, her name is uh, Millicent Simmons. I also have this on my list. This comes out March 20th. And I think this takes the natural progression of uh, these types of horror movies, I think it's supposed to be survivors, right? And how and, bad everyone is. Yeah, so it's not you know kind of like the the Walking Dead trope yeah. where it's not so much the monsters that you're afraid. I mean, you know, the monsters are still a threat, a threat, but you've learned how to adapt and and live with them and avoid them. But it's the people, the survivors, who are now the bigger threat. People are and, the real monsters. Right, right. Because at the end of the day, they are. Well, the monsters are just doing what the monsters do. People are making conscious choices. Right. Uh, another one that I'm really looking forward to, and a new trailer for it just dropped, is The New Mutants, which is coming out April 3rd of this year. Finally. Now, this is something that has been in the works for a while it's been something that has been talked about for, I feel like, years at this point. Yeah, it's. I, I remember seeing a trailer like last year, maybe late 2018. Um, I was just impressed with myself that I was able to remember who most of the characters were. No, I don't know much about the source material, so I feel like these would be some great characters to cover on the show. See, because I liked X-Force, and a lot of these guys grew up into X-Force with uh, Cable, and especially in one of my favorite storylines, the Executioner's Song, which I should have you read because that's really, really good. And I have the hardcover, like, graphic novel version. Um, and there's a lot of those characters on X-Force. They're part of the X-Family. So, um, But this, you were saying uh, there's a specific leaning that this uh, film has for you that really intrigued you. Well, it definitely has more of a horror feel to it, like a horror undertone. Uh, obviously the trailer makes it look like it's going to be scary or intends to be scary. And I kind of like the darker turn that some of these superhero films are taking. So it just kind of gives you something else. You know, I'm kind of over the whole Avengers thing, the bright music, the we're coming to save the day. You know, I, I, I kind of like the, like the Joker was really dark and I thought it was brilliant. And, you know, the new mutants seem to be kind of following that, that theme, you know, having that, that darker undertone to it where, you know, you're probably not going to get a happy ending, but you're going to get a really great story. So that's, that's what I'm hoping for anyways. Um, Speaking of superheroes, more superhero films are coming out this year. One being black widow coming out on May 1st. Do I think we need a, a prequel film about, backstory to Black Widow. Uh, not really at this point because of, of what happened to her in Endgame, but I'm, I'll see it. Like I'm interested to see some of the other characters that are in it. David Harbour, just, he's, he's just great in everything that he does. So I'm really intrigued by the other characters that are going to be there, who they're introducing, and if we're going to see them again in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think the biggest thing with this movie is that 
a Black Widow origin story already kind of came out with uh, Jennifer Lawrence in Red Sparrow. But it honestly, it didn't perform well. And it still isn't a Marvel tie-in, but I think right, I think it's they're not gonna, a Marvel movie, but it's they're going very... to do something else with it. And I love the fact that they cast Florence Pugh. I think that's her name. Pugh. 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 Um, she's kind of having a moment right now. She had a few films come out: Fighting with My Family, Midsummer. She was in Little Woman. I think she was in something else too this year, but I can't remember. Uh, she's going to be in Black Widow. I think I've seen her cast uh, for a couple of other things that are going to be coming out in the future. She's having a moment. I really like what she's been doing. I love to see more of her. So that's one of the reasons why I'm excited for this film. Another film that's coming out that I am so excited for is another SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Do we need one? Absolutely. Are we getting one? Absolutely. It is the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run. And the premise is after SpongeBob, uh, <laughs> after SpongeBob's beloved pet snail Gary is snail napped. Oh no, snail napped. He and Patrick embark on an epic adventure to the lost city of Atlantic City to bring Gary home. And who is in it? None other than Keanu Reeves. He plays what? A, a Christ-like figure. He plays SpongeBob. No, just kidding. He went, Could you imagine if Keanu Reeves... Whoa, I'm a sponge. Hey, Patrick. Well, you know what, what, what would happen if someone kidnapped Keanu Reeves SpongeBob's you know, beloved pet. It would be, it would be John Wick. Bloodbath. It would be SpongeBob John Wick. I need that in my life. Oh my God. Somebody make that happen. Uh, Sponge, jo- Sponge John Wick pants. <laughs> yes. Sponge Wick John pants. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is coming out June 5th. I'm really excited for this one. I think the last Wonder Woman film was just amazing. And I think it's really interesting how Steve Trevor's back. Maybe? I think he's a Green Lantern. Uh, something, something, something. There's a Bruins, something, a, a, a Bruins a transpiring. A, a doing's a transpiring. A a transpiring. <laughs> There's something doing something. I don't fucking know. Uh, but anyways, it's set in the 80s. I love things set in the 80s. It looks fabulous. Big hair. Amazing costumes. Did you see that gold eagle thing? What? In the trailers? That excites me a lot. Uh, oh, you're talking um, about her, uh, her outfit? Her, her yeah, the outfit. gold the gold yeah. eagle like outfit thing. that The, the ensemble that she was wearing. Ensemble. It looks Fabulous, darling. I'm here for it. Another thing that I'm really looking forward to, speaking of Keanu Reeves, is Bill and Ted Face the Music coming out August 21st. I love Excellent Adventure. I love Bogus Journey. I think I'm going to love Face the Music. I think it's just a kind of a cool premise, just a fun idea. And uh, these two characters really haven't aged like they still look the same alex winters and obviously keanu reeves um i'm really excited to see what they do with the story i think it's going to be a lot of fun on screen and uh i'm just going to choose a couple more so patsy actually has a turn to talk because he hasn't had a lo- uh, much to talk about this episode yeah I know. Uh, we haven't heard much from him so um i'm gonna talk 
kind of switch gears and talk a little TV. So obviously we're going to be getting season four of The Crown. And the reason why I'm excited about this is because, A, I just recently started watching it and I'm obsessed and I, I want more. Uh, Olivia Coleman as Queen Elizabeth is just, she's fantastic. And... Helena Bonham Carter as Princess Margaret. She's incomparable. She's just the best character ever in this, in the series anyways. I don't want to say ever, but she's definitely the best character in the series. But this upcoming season, we're getting the introduction of Princess Diana and we're getting Gillian Anderson as Margaret Thatcher, which I'm really interested to see how that goes because Gillian Anderson, beautiful, gorgeous human being margaret thatcher not so much so i'm kind of uh interested to see how you know she is made up to wait portray. i thought the guy who played uh Kyburn was elizabeth uh, um princess margaret, diana margaret thatcher. no he was not no uh if, if your timeline's off I need to learn history more. We're also going to get another season of Killing Eve. The last season was definitely, uh, it was a cliffhanger. It ended in a very interesting way. Sandra Oh as Eve Palastri is, she's, she's just, she's brilliant. It's a very just interesting and great role. And like I said, Jodie Comer as Villanelle, she's one of the great villains on TV right now. So I, I really can't wait to see what happens with those specific characters. There are some other really good characters on the, the show as well. Definitely makes it worth watching. But obviously those two characters, it's really what the show is about. And they they deliver. They definitely deliver. A Handmaid's Tale is coming out with a new season. And Gilead is crazy. And stuff is going on with June, and I don't want to give too much away because, you know, if you haven't watched the last season, there's a lot of crazy stuff happening right now. And it's, I'm, I'm very interested to see the continued evolution of the character of June Osborne, portrayed by Elizabeth Moss. We also have another finally fucking season of Westworld coming and there are so many great characters in that I can't even I'm, I'm not even going to name them all but there are a lot of great characters I think the show is 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 just phenomenal it's so well done so we're getting more more episodes of that finally and can kind of see where the story is continuing to go and we are getting the final season of Stranger Things yeah and Obviously, that's a really fun show. I love it, and I'm I was kind of. If you were going to say that or not? Yeah, what that I love it. No, that it's that a fun show. Um, obviously, I think it's going to come out probably this summer. I think that's what they're shooting for, but it it might it might change. You know how TV and the filming and the networks and netflix and all that stuff happens but um we're definitely getting the final season this year so it'll be it'll be a nice i'm hoping it'll be a nice uh, closure to this series i've loved it for the most part and that also ended on a cliffhanger so yeah i'm really interested to see where everything goes like what happens yeah i want to know what happens so I have a few I have one TV show that I'm I'm very interested in. Um obviously I'm 
excited for season 32 of The Simpsons because that means we get a new Halloween special. But, you know, that's obvious. That's a given. That show's going to go on forever, and I love it. Um, but there's a show coming out with uh, Al Pacino on Amazon about people who hunt Nazis, hunt and kill Nazis called Hunters, that looks really awesome. So I'm excited to see that. But uh, getting into movies, uh, I have quite a few, so I'm kind of just going to touch on them real quick, give a brief synopsis, not that you really need it. But uh, starting with what you were, uh, you just mentioned Stranger Things, who uh, star starring uh, Finn Wolfhard. But there's a movie with him coming out, actually two movies next year's. Uh, but one that I just saw a recent trailer for comes out in a few weeks, January 24th. Uh, it's called The Turning. And the plot summary is a young governess is hired by a man who has become responsible for his young nephew and niece after the deaths of their parents. A modern take on Henry James' novella, The Turn of the Screw. And it very much, uh, in the trailer, Finn Wolfhard gives me a very uh, Macaulay Culkin in The Good Son vibes. Oh. So it looks like a much darker turn for him. Uh, but it also has Mackenzie Davis, who was just in uh, Terminator Dark Fate. So that's the turning. Uh, obviously, Godzilla vs. Kong is probably my most anticipated film uh, of this year. I mean, there's not much that needs to be said more about that, like the plot synopsis. Although, like I said, there was a leak, and I'm not going to talk about it. But uh, what happened? I forgot something. I can't believe I forgot this this thing that I forgot. What did you forget? I forgot to add the Mandalorian to my list. I cannot wait to see more of the little baby babushka. Well, I thought you were going to talk about it with your favorite stuff of 2019, and you didn't say anything. Well, because I covered it last week with the characters. It was right, my number one character last year. But but yeah, so Mandalorian season two, which comes out. In the fall. fall, yes, on Disney Plus. But we do have season seven of the Clone Wars, which is also run by Dave Filoni, and that's going to cover the Night of a Thousand Tears that was referenced by Moff Gideon in the final episode. So, uh, and Filoni has been planting breadcrumbs in Clone Wars for years. Uh, if you are a member of the Force Insensitive podcast group, uh, you will have seen a picture that uh, our buddy Rocky posted of the uh, uh, Razor Crest, the ship that Mando flies, in a scene with some Jedi, just like kind of chilling in a hangar. So it's just like, Filoni, you son of a bitch. Like, so awesome. But yeah, Godzilla vs. Kong comes out November 20th, so that's my most anticipated film. But there are a few on here. Uh, Antlers, which looks really creepy. The, that's the Wendigo The Wendigo, movie. that's yep. what it's called. That comes out on uh, April 17th. Uh, one that comes out on my half birthday, which I'm I'm constantly what referencing you, my half birthday. What's your half birthday? October second. You don't get a half birthday. I know, but that's when it comes out. Uh, Venom two, October second. Oh, I'm super pumped for that. I'm wondering if we're going to see Carnage. I'm wondering. Re I think we're going to see Carnage, but I'm really wondering if we're going to see Spider Man. So that's one that I'm really interested in. Uh, and two weeks after that. Halloween Kills. I don't know how everybody felt. Like I kind of enjoyed the 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 last one. Uh, I uh, I liked Judy Greer's character a lot. I liked I like Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee into yes. essentially Sarah Connor. Yes. Uh, I enjoyed that a lot too. So 
we'll see what happens with Halloween Kills. That's it's on my list of anticipated movies, but I I'm gonna go into it with no expectations. Like I don't know how I'm gonna feel about. I still don't know how I feel about. Halloween last well, year, it'll be It'll be interesting to see what they do with the Laurie Strode character because, you know, like you said, they kind of turned her into this Sarah Connor, yeah, last film. So Come it'll with be... Come if you want to live. I'm... I'm my interest is peaked. Like, I'm, I'm interested enough to see how they're going to develop this character even more, what they're going to do with her, you know, seeing as all of the other source material in the Halloween franchise is, is null and void at this point. Right. So, you know, I like the other stuff. I, I like that we kind of have different branches of the franchise. It's like, so we can watch these films and follow the, it's like well, those, those choose your own adventure stories. Yeah. That came out when you were younger, you know, when you had the opportunity to be like, oh, well, let me let me go this path and then I can do this path. It kind of, you know, gives you different paths within the franchise to to take. So, you know, like that's not a horrible thing. But, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do with her character. So uh, another another movie that's coming out uh, later in uh, in 2020, uh, Eternals. Which is a, a Marvel film. Now, this is saying oh, November sixth. Yeah. Uh, the Eternals are uh, an ancient race. Um, Thanos is an Eternal, but he was like a weird aberration of Eternal. At least I, I might, I might be off on this. Um, but the Eternals are obviously a very old race in the universe, similar to the Celestials. Uh, but it's got a great cast: uh, Angelina Jolie. Uh, a reunion of Stark brothers, Kit Harrington and Richard Madden, are uh, both going to be in that they played Jon Snow and Rob Stark, respectively. Salma Hayek, Kumal Nanjiani, if you haven't noticed, that dude got absolutely shredded. You know, he looked uh, insanely jacked right now. Um, Gemma Chan, Brian Tyree Henry, who keeps popping up in a lot of stuff that I've been watching lately. Brian Tyree Henry, he was the... Uh, file room person in Joker that Joker stole the uh, okay. Arthur took the file yes. from. Yes, yes. Also, he was in Hotel Artemis. He played Sterling K. Brown's brother. And I've watched both of those movies in the past couple of weeks. And it's like he keeps popping up. So it's nice to see him getting a lot of roles. Uh, so that's Eternals. Then I've got uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which comes out July 10th. Because, again, that's uh, like I, I kind of teased a little bit the second Finn Wolfhard movie. But uh, I I don't really have to get into that as much. Like, it's going to be... It looks like it's going to be really cool because it's it's just Ghostbusters and how could you possibly not like that? Now, this next one I didn't really know much about other than the fact that uh, it's coming out July 31st and Jared Leto is the main character. Morbius which is another Marvel film. This guy, I think this is going to help introduce Blade as well. Uh, but it, he's more of a Spider-Man villain than anything else. But the cast for this, aside from Jared Leto, who, you know, granted he was a weird joker, but the dude throws himself into his roles. He's, he's a, a talented actor. Yes, very talented character I mean, actor. Dallas Buyers Club. I mean, dude's got a fucking Oscar, so. Yeah. 
Uh, speaking of speaking of Oscars, I want to wish a very happy birthday to Academy Award winner Nicholas Cage. Oh my god! Uh, who turns fifty? Who's obviously today. listening right now? I hope so. you know what I would fucking love to get Nicholas Cage on this show. I think it would be an absolute blast. Uh, but Matt Smith, Jared Harris, Jared Leto, J.K. Simmons. Because remember, I said he's close to being a he's closer to Spider-Man than most other characters. Like, he's like a Spider-Man character. J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. So, that's going to be amazing. So, that's one of the movies that so I'm... So, do you think that they're eventually going to do, like, a a whole Spider-Man universe type thing where we have like Venom and oh, maybe we can go into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Um, no, but with, with Venom and with Morbius and Carnage and the Sinister Six, you know, because we saw the beginnings of the Sinister Six, you know, somebody bought the Avengers Tower at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home and there's rumors it's either going to be the Fantastic Four or Norman Osborn, depending on which way the, the, the rights of Spider-Man go. Spider, you know, uh, Norman Osborn is the Green Goblin, but we already saw the Vulture. We already saw the Scorpion. We already saw the Shocker. So we, we've seen Mysterio. <laughs> I'll show you the Shocker. <laughs> we've seen Mysterio. So we're setting up the Sinister Six. Uh, next on my list is Monster Hunter. And if you know me, you know that I love... The Resident Evil movies. I fucking love all of them. And this reunites husband and wife director actor team Paul W.S. Anderson and Mila Jovovich from that series. Uh, these pe- it's, it's, it's a great cast. Megan Good, Ron Perlman, Josh Hellman, who you'd recognize from some of the Marvel films. He played William Stryker in uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. And Tony Jaa. I fucking love Tony Jaa. He was awesome in Triple Threat. He was awesome in Ang Back. Like, he's an awesome martial artist, so I'm really looking forward to some of the stuff that he does. Uh, T.I. is in this. T.I., uh, his most recent work, again, with Marvel. Uh, he was with uh, Ant-Man. He was uh, part of the uh, X-Con security crew in Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. So that's one I'm looking forward to. Another one that I'm looking forward to comes out in December. And it is the remake or reimagining. I don't know exactly how they're uh, pitching this, but uh, Dune uh, with Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac, Zendaya, Jason Momoa, Dave Bautista, Josh Brolin, Stellan Skarsgård, Javier Bardem. Like, so many good people in this movie. Like, uh, Secret Shame, I've never read the book. I have seen the movie, which is why uh, El Goro's uh, name of his podcast, Talk Without Rhythm, makes sense to me, especially with the logo. So that's one I I am definitely looking forward to because I think it's going to be just fantastic. Um, Another one, again, featuring some Marvel folks, Onward, with Tom Holland and Chris Pratt playing brothers. I don't know if you've seen this, but it's like kind of set in a fantasy world. Uh, where they have to go on a quest. Uh, set in a suburban fantasy world, two teenage elf brothers embark on a quest to discover if there's still magic out there in the world. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Octavia Spencer, John Ratzenberger, Ali Wong. Like, a lot of really good character actors in this. Uh, another one that I wasn't sure, like I had heard rumors about this, but 
Saw, like it's an untitled Saw movie. I don't know if it's a sequel, prequel, a uh, completely new reboot, uh, but we'll see what happens with that. Coming out in October 9th is a movie I had no idea that they were remaking, and I told you about it, Ashes, the other day. I was very excited about it because Roald Dahl is one of my favorite authors of all time. I forgot to add this to my list. I'm so glad you're I covering you it. Um, and it stars... Uh, Octavia Spencer, Stanley Tucci, and uh, um, Anne Hathaway. Hathaway. It's the witches. Yes, and Anne Hathaway is the Grand High Witch. Right, so she's going to be taking the Angelica Houston role, which I'm I'm all for this. I'm so excited. I can't believe I forgot this on my list. I'm so excited for this. I, I think that it has so much potential. And uh, I hope they do it. The book is the book is great, but I remember The Witches with Angelica Houston was one of my favorite films. You know, of my favorite films growing up. And yeah, yeah. Oh, that's going to be good. Hopefully, there's another one that comes out April 24th. Uh, it's in post production. It's a horror thriller starring Janelle Monae, and it's Antebellum. I've seen some really weird trailers. Successful author Veronica finds herself trapped in a horrifying reality and must uncover the mind-bending mystery before it's too late. I love when plot plot details don't give away too much of the uh, of the of the plot. You know, it's like a movie. Green room, and something happens. So there's another one. This it's it looks weird, but like it kind of looks like it's right up my alley. This is an action epic revolving around international espionage, time travel, and evolution. So this looks like a, a weird sci-fi twisty thing. And uh, this comes out on uh, July 17th. It is called Tenet. It's uh, Elizabeth Debicki, who you would know from... Oh, you give me a weird look. She was in The Cloverfield Paradox. She was in... She was the blonde statuesque blonde woman that like suddenly appeared in the wall you also know her as like the leader of those weird gold people in guardians of the galaxy 2 the one who created adam warlock oh her yes uh robert pattinson aaron taylor johnson kenneth branagh michael kane like really good cast on this. michael kane michael kane uh, and this last one, uh, I don't have a date for it. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. But because I wished him a happy birthday, I have to include an upcoming movie. Um, Nicholas Cage in Color Out of Space, which apparently already came out. Oh, it says 2019, but it also says coming soon, uh, January 24th, which is weird. So it comes out in a few weeks, the same day that, uh, that um, the turning movie comes out. The one that I mentioned at the beginning with Finn Wolfhard. Is it going to be one of those like straight to video type? No, it, I hope not. Looking at the trailer, all I could th- though this is a Lovecraft story. Um, and for those of you who are unfamiliar with Lovecraft, just Google the name of his cat, but don't do it at work. Um, this is directed by, um, I believe, the same guy. It's the same team that did Mandy. And I remember looking at the trailer and you see a lot of the same purples and pinks um, 
that were kind of associated with Mandy. But this one looks awesome. Nicholas Cage, Jolie Richardson, Tommy Chong, like such a random assortment of talent. But it looks really cool and it looks really terrifying. And uh, yeah, so apparently this comes out in just a few weeks, uh, January 24th. So that is my list. I know it's uh, you know fairly long, but and I'm sure there's going to be more stuff. And I had a few things that Ashes also had on her list. But we want to know what are you looking for, and we have a special place where we're going to talk about that in just a minute. So we're going to head to break. You sit right there, and we'll be right back. Hey there, this is JB. And if you enjoy Tales from the Crypt, then check out my show, Tales from the Podcast, where myself, and usually a very special guest, sit down to discuss the TV show, the films, the animated series, as well as the original comics. So check me out every other week on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and of course, at TalesFromThePodcast.com. Thanks for listening, kiddies. You're all a scream. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dominic Pace, star of Sci-Fi Channel's Megalodon. This is Emma. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. Hey guys, this is James Thomas, director of Megalodon. Hi guys, this is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created Epis for Family. And you're listening to Patsy the Angry Nerd and Ashes Von Nightmare. And you're listening to the Throwdown Thursday podcast. And you are listening to Throwdown Thursday. And you're listening to Throwdown Thursday. And you're listening to Throwdown Thursday. And you're listening to Throwdown Thursday podcast. So based on our uh, list, I hope you can guess what that theme was as well. And uh, we'll be closing with yet another theme uh, from some of the movies that we really like and are anticipating for this year. So Ashes, uh, I teased a little bit before uh, before break, but we have kind of like a new battle. Uh, if you want to... Yeah. Do you so want to play the battle theme for this? Sh- Sure, why not? All right.
yeah, we have like a battle-ish, like kind of a battle. It's more like an opinion poll. We want to know, what are you most looking forward to in 2020? Are you looking forward to superhero films, new horror, more comedies, or, oh, the drama? So let us know. Hit us up on the Facebook polls, on the Twitter polls, and let us know in the comments what specifically you are looking forward to. Did we mention some of the films or TV shows that you were looking forward to next year? Or I should say next this year, this Still year. Still getting used to I mean, it being this 2020. Year. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's an adjustment, but you know we're we're all we're all pulling through this. Um, so let us know in the comments. Did we mention what you're looking forward to? For forward for 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 two, for two, or did we not mention it? And uh, let us know. Just yeah. let us know. We want your opinion. Just yeah, let us let know. Us know. It's what? an opinion poll. Yeah, so pick your uh, pick the genre that you're most intrigued by and pick the uh, pick the just, uh, just talk to us. Let us know. What are you looking us, forward yeah, to? Tell us what you're looking forward to. So um, we don't have any science or wine, but we do have some upcoming appearances. We do. So we're going to be at Wicked Weekend. It's going to be a wicked good time. That is February 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. That is down in Mystic, Connecticut at the Hilton Mystic Hilton, Mystic Hilton Hotel. Sorry, I thought I was going to burp. <laughs> I was trying not to do it on air. I would have ended it so but I'm keeping that so in now. <laughs> Don't drink soda in podcast or anything with carbonation in podcast. The worst is seltzer. Um, Yes. Oh God, seltzer burps are the worst. But seltzer is so actually. You no, I don't want to say you're talking so much. I don't want to say seltzer is so good. Like it's an acquired taste, and I finally like acquired, We've only acquired the it taste. In like the last fifteen months or so, a year. We'll say year because it took a lot of like trial, trial and, error. and error. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is, what's that flavor? Well, you but like know, now like I feel like a... a lime into a swimming pool. Like that's what I taste. <laughs> but I feel kind of like feel like an actual adult now. I don't know why. Ooh, note to self: carbonated swimming pool. <laughs> Ooh. Fill a pool with carbonated water. It'd be kind of like a jacuzzi, but like little bubbles. That could be fun. That could be a lot of fun. Oh, but he, oh, could you imagine that going up your nose? Oh, right into your brain. Oh and your face my god! <laughs> and then your brain's gonna explode and It'll melt out your nose. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it anyways. Okay. Oh, and then we can make Jello, carbonated Jello. Oh my god, we have so many ideas. Don't copy us and do this. But uh, yeah, we. But do it so we don't have to. Uh, we also will be on uh, Anthony T's horror show. Uh, we are recording with him this week. And we're going to be discussing our top horror of 2019. Yes. Some really interesting and great horror films came out last year. And remember, Anthony T. was on uh, on my, my Star Wars saga that I did on Shark Bites. So he's a good dude. Check out his show if you like horror. He's always covering different movies. Uh, he was a big fan of The Box as well. Um, so, yeah, and... Check him out on we're on the Dark Dark Discussions Podcast Network. And uh, we have some great episodes coming up for you guys this year. We have a lot of stuff in the works. Like I said, we can't really talk too much about it because, you know, everything's still still in the process of being smoothed out and penciled in and all of that jargon. But uh, 
we have some really cool stuff like a lot of stuff like some really fun stuff so yeah, we're um, gonna enjoy it and we're gonna you know especially with some of these movies that we're talking about you know if you're unfamiliar with these characters like that's what we do we're gonna go in and we're gonna talk about the characters especially the new mutants yeah so those are gonna be some great kids to talk about uh yeah so next week we're gonna be back with our same They're normal normal thing. that's that's a word that's the word i'm looking things. for we're going to resume our normal format we're going to talk about some characters give you the history behind those characters and uh talk about their contributions to pop culture and the world around them if you and have anybody that you want us to talk about let us know yeah you could do that if you're curious like hey I don't know any of the New Mutants either, and I just watched the trailer. Who are these people? Hey, I don't know any of the New Mutants, and I just watched the trailer. So who are they? Actually, we're going to have to do a show because I'm very intrigued by this now. Yes, I think you will enjoy it. So I think with that being said, until next time, we we will see you you next Thursday. Freedom no good.